Hello, do you like New Japan Pro Wrestling? Are you a Shin Nihon freak? If so, check out the Super Jcast with Joel and Damon on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. And even if you fucking hate New Japan Pro Wrestling, listen to the Super Jcast anyway. Not just for our great show reviews, analysis, and pastrami sandwiches, mm-hmm. but there's also usually some dick jokes somewhere in the obligatory opening 30 minutes of absolute nonsense we chat about every single week. That's the Super Jcast for all the best talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, crisps, and pornography. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Uh, 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 uh. Competition starting to get thick, it's the click, so I hope you watch your A-game. A-main, no waves on the track when we unite and spit. This isn't A-game, better bring your A-game. Hey now, it's the Mike and JD show, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by Gotta Leave It. How you doing, JD? Fucking terrible. We lost, and I'm not happy. We finally got our top 10 ranking back because we had a really good tournament. Like our, our home tournament is freaking awesome. But we wrestled well, we beat three top 10 teams, everything was going good, and today we completely shit down our legs. So Fuck. I'm not yeah. Here. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear no, that. Your, it's not your fault. I'm just, yeah. I had a good hour to stew on it on the drive home. So, uh, yeah. Well, nah, that sucks, man. L- losing, losing's like the, the dirt worst. And I know it's not like the same because you guys are like in competitive team sports, but in the military, we have like award season, right? So we do awards for like every quarter and there's like different categories and then we have like the annual awards, so like for like the best of the year, and then there's like different levels, right? So in the in the Air Force, we have squadron, <clears throat> which is like one section, and then if you went at the squadron level, then it goes up to the group level, and then up to the wing level, which the wing would cover the entire base, right? Um, and so I I just won in my category for the year, so um, we're now going up to the group, and I'm like. If I don't win at the group, I'm going to be so pissed. But I'm, like, trying to be, like, humble about it because, like, I have, like, a reputation for winning a lot. But the annual, I have not won the annual in a very long time at a very high level. So I'm, like, hoping I get it. I mean, I don't think you can see it, but I've got my uh, Illinois Assistant Wrestling Coach of the Year Award. And I was a three-time nominee and never won it. The last time I was up and didn't win it, I drove. I'm like, fuck this, man. I'm never fucking going to this stupid luncheon again. This is dumb. It's a waste of my fucking time. None of these fuckers like me, so they're never going to vote for me. I hate everybody. Stupid. And then I won it in the year of COVID, and they just gave it away and didn't have to go to the awards banquet anyway. So now I won it, so I don't need to win it again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, uh, I, I competed at the Pacific Air Forces level for a different award, and uh, I lost, and I was so mad, and I was like, why am I so mad? That's a hard one to get, and I'm like, and then I was just like, because you really are that fucking good, you should have won it, and nobody's seeing it yet, so you need to, you need to figure out a way to make them see it next year. Um, and speaking of next year, um, I'm not going to do Happy New Year type stuff because it's already the fourth, so I think that's illegal per Larry David. Like you get to the third to say that so today i stopped saying it's people but Fair. uh do you do, do you do resolutions are you like a big new year resolution guy no i don't no. believe in resolutions if you want to if you have changes you're going to make you're going to make them yeah yeah like, no i so i i'm i'm the same way like if, if i ever waited to make uh to to change something if i waited to january 1st i wasn't going to do it no i'm the same thing i think if i'm if I, i'm the kind of person if i want to do something different I got to do something different. My doctor says you got to lose a couple pounds. So I think I mentioned this last time. I was like, all right, I'm going to lose. I'm going to just, because my biggest, I'm not a drinker and I'm not, my diet's not bad, but I got this wicked sweet tooth. So I drink way too much soda and we fool ourselves and thinking, well, Coke zero doesn't really, there's no calories. <laughs> so you don't really, you're not really gaining any weight, but that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm on a 30 day, just like challenge myself. I challenge my, I'll do that. I'll challenge myself. So I'm doing 30 yeah. days just drinking water. Yeah, so I um I've had two Coke Zeros today, and I was like in the afternoon I was craving it so bad it's because at lunchtime, dude, I had a killer workout at lunchtime. Like I did, I did almost almost five hundred reps of uh, different types of abs. So like I That's had good. like four, 
Well, I had like four different exercises that I was doing and doing sets of 25 and I got to almost 500. I pooped out and did a, uh, did a hundred squats. And then I did a full uh, shoulder workout too. I tried to do the um, using my Smith machine to, to do actual weight weighted squats. But for some reason, as I was doing like my second set and it was super lightweight cause I haven't done them in a while cause I had surgery on my balls. So I, I have not done anything like that for a while. So I try to get back into it today and I uh, I tweaked my back going down on one of the squats. It's just bad form, I think, because you know I'm I'm one of those guys. I put a bench underneath me to so that way my butt hits the bench. Because if not, I I am like a perpetual cheater when it comes to working out. If I can like still lift something and have bad form, I'm gonna go for it and say that I lifted it. So I have to like sure. force myself to not cheat. So You're for human. like squat, yeah. So for like for squatting, for squatting, I have to put the bench underneath me so I sit down on the bench. As soon as my butt touches it, I pop back up. But for some, maybe my feet weren't set or something. But I think I, I bent over like at the waist too much, and then I and then I came back up and I tweaked my back a little bit. So I just uh, took all the weight off and did free weight squats. So um, I have this a lot. I have not lifted like free weights in a couple of years. My chiropractor says because um, I have a lot of I'm I'm very dense. Like I'm about, I'm about 220-ish right now. I'm pretty solid. Like, but it's, you know, a very thick muscle. Like I'm very stout. Yeah. And my chiropractor's like, you know, you don't need to get bigger. You know, you should probably just do like kettlebells and do circuits and stuff like that. So for the last year or so, I've been really, you know, doing kettlebell circuits and like circuit training and that kind of stuff. And I found that I wasn't getting hurt nearly as much, but I was trying to get my workout done before our tournament last week. And I tweaked my back just a little bit. And so I saw my chiropractor just the other day and he was like, yeah, man, you're a little tweaked here. You got to stretch. I'm like, I know all the time, blah, blah, blah. And then he also diagnosed me with plantar fasciitis. You know what that is? Ooh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my fucking foot hurts. So I took the week off of working out and just like took the dog for some hiking, like, cause the family's been gone. So this has been a low key week for me working out. So I, but yeah, so I get this, yeah. this is the kind of talk you guys come here for, right? Mike and I listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, ba banter is important. Though. Like, I like, uh, as Joe Lanza would say, bring the audience in, let them get to know you, and then they will support you more. And honestly, JD and I have not talked to each other in two weeks, so this no. is just this kind of catching up. Catching up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was the holidays? Good, man. Um, so I, I talked about, I, I dropped a brace for impact. So quick plug, uh, patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show. Uh, I dropped a new brace for impact yesterday. Um, cause we finally got some TNA news to talk about. So there was like a bunch of stuff that was, I was like letting it build up over time. That way I actually had stuff to talk about instead of just trying to stretch out like a, a nothing subject. I actually went and, um, and, you know, let some stuff build up, but, um, yeah, I, I, I took a military space available flight. So, um, I, over to California and then I took one back and it was a cool experience. My family had never been on a military plane. They were they were quite shocked to jump onto a C five uh, Super Galaxy, and uh, the largest plane in the Air Force, and to walk into the cargo bay and see half a dozen uh, military assault trucks um, on there. Like they're you know like they're like the new style Humvees that the military has. They're like state of the art type of stuff uh, that are that are getting ready to go over uh, to a deployed location. So we were on that aircraft that was carrying those things, and so it's like wow, nobody knows that uh, that's how uh, the Air Force actually transports vehicles. We just put them, we drive them up onto a plane and fly them and uh and then they had to climb stairs up to a second floor to get on to um to get to our seats and like you know they had like 70 some odd seats and there's only 10 of us on it so a lot of people were just kind of like sprawled out in the aisleways the seats fold down in front of you so you can just kick your feet all the way out and it was free that so that was yeah that was like the best part it was like free free flights so um you gotta deal with some noise and um you know there's no windows on the plane so you can't really see what's going on but you just chill i watched batman returns and uh, i had a Ooh. good time yeah that's a good one I think it's yeah. aged decently. We uh yeah. very low key here. A lot of practice. Family, my family is away for the week. They're staying at my father-in-law's farm up in Wisconsin. So it's just me, yeah. me and the dog hanging out. So yeah, just practice. And yeah. we start school Monday. So I'm looking forward to going cool. back. Cool. Well, uh, thanks everybody for checking us out right here on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube and the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Uh, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. Um, so uh, thank you for joining us. Um, and yeah, we, we took we took last week off just because I was traveling. I was in California, but we did uh, drop a pretty cool show where we put together. Uh, I did a twofer 
a uh, an overtime double shot. We did Black Scorpion and I believe Bill Watts, and uh, I mm-hmm. put that out there for everybody on the Voices of Wrestling. So um, thank you for checking that out. I did pretty decent numbers, despite the fact that it was classic content. Um, but that's been on our Patreon for a long time. So go to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show. JD, um, I sent you a big list of shit that we have to talk about because it's been a couple of weeks. So we can't really spend too much time on every single subject. Um, and then I actually updated it since then because I was like, I was like, oh shit, I forgot that I not only did I watch most of Raw on Monday, like The Rock was there. So I, I think we have to talk about The Rock too at some point. So I added him to the list. Um, but if we get to if we get to go too long, then we'll, we'll cut out some subjects and uh, maybe save it for another time. But I figured we start the show off with um, something that we've been talking about here for a while. Um, JD, where did you first hear that Adam Cole, Wardlow, The Kingdom, and Roderick Strong were going to be the Devils? I believe we said that on this show some eight weeks ago. Yeah, we, I, I mean, like, we, we fucking nailed it. Now, yeah. now AEW, you know, they weren't really doing a good job of hiding in the fact that that was who it was, right? No, but- <laughs> no. we pay attention to the show. Like, they told you who everyone was going to be for months, almost since day one. Like, I don't know, man, this storyline really kind of went over like a fart, and I'm kind of kind of glad it's done. You know, yeah. we still got to, like with any fart, you got to deal with the stench that's left behind after a little while. But, you know, we didn't shit our pants. So I guess that's good. <laughs> yeah. You know, what What did you think of the of the big reveal? Because I got to be honest, I like, and maybe because I had been kind of like shitting on it for a while and I knew exactly what it was. I like, and the way they did it is exactly how I envisioned it with like small details. I was like, okay, the lights are going to go out and yeah. it's going to be cool. Right, because they they have to do the lights out thing, because you know, they fucking do. God, God forbid, we can't stop doing ECW gimmicks from 1996. But okay, so we still did the lights out thing, and uh, I was I was pretty underwhelmed with even I was like with the whole reveal. I was like, okay, well, if they have a good reveal, maybe they can turn this thing around. But I thought it was shit. So I'm gonna be honest with you. We had a t- this is the f- I. We had a tournament on the 29th and 30th, and it was at our place, and we had to, you know, set up and take down, so it was super busy. So um, I wasn't able to watch the pay-per-view live, and the feedback was so meh that I mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. It's the first AEW pay-per-view that I missed, and um, I only watched it stuff on YouTube clips or on Twitter. So um, I don't know. I guess it came off about as about as good as it could expect it, to be honest with you. Yeah, Which I'm just saying not I'm- very good. No, yeah, right. not very good. I'm just, I'm just super glad that it's over, um, and uh, that we can finally move on. Looks like MJF is going to be out for a while because, as a, again, as we called right here on this show, um, Samoa Joe is your new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. We've been predicting it for weeks. Um, it finally came to fruition. Uh, Bogo Max is going to be taking some time off. Um, he's still doing his stupid War of Twenty Four gimmick, where he actually like he's been removed from the roster page and all. Like they're they're really working that deal, trying to make us think that he hasn't been resigned for a couple of years now. But um, you know, you know who told us Max was resigned with AEW? WWE. Yes, yes. They and they. I don't think they're lying about that. <laughs> no, they would love to kill the gimmick, right? Yes, they did kill the gimmick. They would love it to be real and steal another one. Like they would love to take yeah. the most recent, another most recent AEW World Champion and bring him over. But yeah, they're not playing along. I don't know why. I don't know. Like everything with Max just went out with such a whimper, right? Like the AEW like ratings were down today because you know, quite frankly, the tournament's over. Right, the tournament yeah. was a draw. It worked. So I'm mm-hmm. sure that Pat Buck can cry because people actually wanted to watch wrestling. And Jimmy Jacobs, who who managed to fuck up the pay per view in a way that only, only Jimmy Jacobs could. So <laughs> you know, you guys get to do your shitty bullshit, but you know, I'm very sorry, guys in the room, but people actually wanted to watch wrestling. I know yeah. that hurts. <clears throat> yeah, you know, and I, I I gotta say, you know, I said this before, but I just feel so bad for the casuals. You know, I just feel really bad for them that uh, they had to endure wrestling on a wrestling show. And mm-hmm. uh, not everything was spoon fed to them and explained to them like they're fucking babies. Um, and uh, I just feel really bad for them because that's who I care about. There's nothing that that quote unquote wrestling fans like to do more than bitch about the phantom people that they make up in their head. <laughs> right. Because mm-hmm. AEW has no casual fans and I'm tired of them saying like, and you know, here's how you know that AEW is doing a good job <clears throat> is when the bad faith Twitter people start complaining about it. 
right? When the Julian Weeks of the world start telling you that, you know, oh, you know, this is getting bad, then then you know they're onto something and it's working because AEW yeah. should be completely different than WWE. And when they're trying and, to be like WWE, they're bad. Yeah. And that and when they're trying to be like WWE, we get this is spooky chance on a fucking wrestling pay-per-view with a a monster and a young lady with a witch's hat doing coven type stuff. Like that's that's what we get whenever they're trying to be like WWE. Um, Jimmy fucking Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, sorry, King of the North, here to make sure JD hasn't lost his mind since it turned 2024. You missed the beginning of the show. I bitched about wrestling for a good minute and a half. So <laughs> already yeah. did. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, so I I did I did get a chance to to watch most of the pay-per-view. Um, I'll be honest, like look, I don't care if people told me it was a five-star classic. I ain't watching what's her name julia hart versus abaddon and this is spooky no. chant like i'm just i'm just not gonna do that like i'm done like I'll, I'll, I'll be honest i'm not above a whole lot of things in this life but i'm above watching that that's like i'm too good for that right mike the entire reason this is called the mike and jd show and not brace for impact is because i lost it i lost it on the air <laughs> when taylor wilde was dealing tarot cards during a match yeah. and then jimmy jacobs went and ruined that whole thing god if there i could just personify everything i hate about pro wrestling into jimmy jacobs <laughs> he might not even be responsible for half the shit that i hate but it's just very convenient for me to look at that guy and blame him for everything you know yeah, he really he really is a modern day vince russo right and, yeah, I, and, the, and what and, and and maybe maybe that's maybe he's getting a bad rap like maybe he shouldn't be compared to him but uh the reason why i'm comparing him to vince russo is because everything that sucked in tna got blamed on Vince Russo. Mm -hmm. And then it turns mm -hmm. out like he did have a lot of shitty stuff, but there was a lot of this other stuff that was like Jared and Mantel that they were actually booking. But when it shit the bed, like people were feeding it to the dirt sheets, like, they, like, Oh no, that was Vince Russo's idea. And then he was like, he comes out later. He's like, wait a minute. Like I had not nothing to do with the last rights, last rights match between Abyss and Sting. Not only was <laughs> it like fed to the dirt sheets, but the crowd favorite famous, very famously at a TNA show, there was a fire Russo chant. During like, the the last rights match with the it was during the last is yeah. that what it was yeah yeah, yeah that was fire yeah. so here's what I want and I'm trying to will this into existence I really want a fire Jimmy Jacobs chant to bust out one day but the AW fans are just too fucking nice like your wrestler joy people and stuff like that are just gonna make sure that, that doesn't happen because everything has to be happy and yeah I, I, I think I think that guy is protected and it looks like it looks like you know AEW and Tony Khan kind of cleaned house you know with a lot of their ogs like they they let go a lot of vps you know vp of different divisions and things like that like kevin sullivan and rafael morphy and dana massey mm -hmm. and and all these other people and like uh jimmy jacobs is kind of his right hand man he's on the private jet and he's doing storylines with him booking all the shows and sanjay dutt and pat buck are like right there with him and a lot of the the originals like qt marshall you know he's out you know obviously cody left a long time ago but like a lot of the people that kind of built the company or out of the way and now he's got this this uh whole new this whole crew of people um and and it, and it appears that at it's it's very much a roller coaster ride where when before it was like you know like 85 percent awesome all the time right but you still had you know you still had some wacky shit but the wacky shit was like like it wasn't so bad that it would overtake the rest of the show to where that's all you were talking about. Like at, by the end of it, it was just kind of silly stuff on the undercard that nobody really cared mm -hmm. about. It was just kind of fun stuff for people to, to do. Right. But the, the, the wrestling shit. was right the But the wrestling was so fantastic. You just, you just didn't get mad about it. You just didn't care. But now it's kind of closer to 50, 50 almost with the exception of the last month or so when they did the continental yeah. classic where that really overtook everything. But this last pay-per-view where they said everything was going to change and, we're going to be back to the way we were. We did get that with, I think like four matches and then like the rest of them where we're just kind of like, okay. And then there was like three that were like, just really bad, you know? Um, well, a couple things. What the fuck did you expect when you put Abaddon on the show? Right. Yeah. But you know what? But when they hired Jimmy Jacobs, that's exactly what I expected would happen. I, I, I fucking like, we called it, we called it right yep. here. Like we're, we're going, that's the shit that we're going to get. And that's exactly yeah, and what's happening. Here's what happened. Like I'm saying, I just, all I want is to be the best. Okay. In my perfect world, I'm at a show in Chicago and a fire Jimmy Jacobs chant breaks out. Perhaps I have the guts to start that chant. I don't know if it'll get, it'll catch on, but he's awful. He's absolutely terrible. And I'm convinced he was behind the finish of the, of, I know I, this is what broke me, right? As I'm on Twitter 
right? At the end of the tournament, we're cleaning up. I'm looking and this Adam Copeland Christian match. Everyone's raving about it. They're like, this is great. This is great. This is great. Mm -hmm. And then they over dustied the finish. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. And Bix was the best because Bix just tweeted a picture of Jimmy Jacobs. And of course I had to tweet (laughs) Jimmy fucking Jacobs. And both tweets caught some fire. It was kind of fun. So yeah, no, that decided right there that I was not going to give AEW my money. I cannot, when a friend has a problem, right? You cannot, you cannot enable their problems. And right now they have a Jimmy Jacobs problem and I cannot let to, I cannot enable Tony Khan's bad habits. Like I'd rather have him more cocaine and less Jimmy Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of AEW fans need to go to Al Anon, you know, like WrestleJoy, like because <laughs> they're very codependent. Uh mm-hmm. there's like they, they show up to those pressers afterwards and like uh their hard hitting questions are like, hey, what's it like being so great at everything? Can you believe I worked for these people for a year and a half? I can't believe it lasted <laughs> that long. I can't believe it. I can't believe they didn't fire me long before that, before they eventually yeah. Did. Yeah, we we don't have to mention what the articles were, but there were a couple articles that you tried to write that they turned down, right? Because you're they were like, no, not this was positive. uh this was slightly not negative, yeah. not positive <laughs> enough. Yeah, was, yeah. Dared dared not to worship at the altar of Cody Rhodes. Same yeah. Way. So you know, I feel like we're getting a little bit of a reset. Uh, I thought uh, Dynamite overall was pretty good, despite the fact yeah, that the ratings were a little bit low. They're establishing some new characters. They're pushing, you know, Swerve as to to be a top guy. I think we're going to get Swerve and Hangman again, which I which I'm all for. I think I think that's awesome. Um, and so you know, I think the ratings will probably dip a little bit while we continue to you know get over some new stars. But I, I think it's a necessary evil. Yeah, it is. But, King of North says, which is worse, WrestleJoy or Steve Fall wanting to touch John Cena at the presser? I'll pick on WrestleJoy. They're nice people. Steve Fall yeah. is a virus that needs <laughs> antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, Steve Fall is very much like uh, Julian Weeks. He's, uh, I'm going to get to it later, but he started a rumor on Twitter, and I don't know how people picked up on it, but it's uh, – you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into that. We'll, we'll, Let's do we'll it. flex a little bit. Hey, we'll flex because I, I, I touched on it on Brace for Impact yesterday. So Steve, Steve Fall, dipshit. Uh, you know, we should have had this ready for, for bad tweets, but Steve Fall, you know, is doing some math here, right, because um, TNA – uh, their new TNA Plus streaming app is is under the Endeavor banner, right? Which means they hired Endeavor to manage their app, right? And Endeavor obviously owns WWE, so um, so you got you got that thing. Then Triple H goes and says that he has a big announcement today, and that he, they're going to have like a live preview show of the of the upcoming year on Peacock, right? And and then also. Uh, TNA said that it's hard to kill. There, you know, worlds will collide at hard to kill, right? So he puts one plus one plus one and gets to seven, and all of a sudden <laughs> starts to think and put out there in the ether that maybe WWE is buying TNA, <laughs> or that maybe maybe WWE and TNA are going to have like a working relationship or like a a partnership, much like they already have with All Japan, which isn't the case, which that was never the case. Not so he just kind of threw. Yeah, kind of threw that out there, and then all of a sudden people started to buy into it. And next thing you know, we had like a day and a half. Thankfully, Mike Johnson, who, despite the fact that his dipshit partner and the owner of his website, Fuckface Dave Shearer, uh, is an idiot. Mike Johnson's decently respectable when it comes to what he puts out. Like, you could pretty much trust it. I had to throw mm-hmm. some water. He's like, I don't know why I'm writing this, but people have been bringing up that there's a rumor that WWE is buying TNA. Um, this has nothing to do with TNA or WWE. They have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> See, and this is what the wrestling fans are so fucking dense. Like, anytime it goes up, we're going to have news coming up. It's going to, they think it's like this earth shattering shit. And the reality is, earth shattering shit just pops. There's no yeah. warm up to it. And what was the announcement Triple H had? Money in the bank is going to be in Toronto. <laughs> it was very much like that fucking Tony Khan Wembley Stadium one, where it was like, oh, d- Tony, that was already announced. Now you're just telling us when the the tickets go on sale. Like that was, it was very much like a fart in church with Triple H today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, but again, I don't blame him on this one because he was yeah. like, you know, he was two for he was one for two. So he's batting five hundred. He's like, there'll be a former Raw champion on Raw, and it was right, The Rock. Hey, huge news. Two yeah. I got a big surprise. You're buying TNA. No, <laughs> wait a no. minute. No, no, we're going to Toronto for money in the bank. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, and this is wrestling fans, especially especially the ones who have some slight reputation. Like, they're so fucking dumb. Like, it just, I can't. And I didn't we go through this two years ago when Mickey James was in the Royal Rumble? 
Yes. Didn't we hear yes. the same fucking thing? And what happened with that, Mike? Which I, I again, two years ago on this show, I said, they're not going to have a working relationship. Mickey's no. in the rumble because Vince forgot she fired her. Right. Mickey was in the rumble because up to that point, she had already been in every goddamn rumble that they had for women. Right. She had already been in them. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. And there was no working relationship, despite the fact that people were fantasy booking Roman Reigns versus goddamn Moose. <laughs> that did happen. That did happen. <laughs> yeah. B- Booker T was trying to book Moose in the Royal Rumble and keep him strong. I'm just like, guys, y'all, y'all are crazy. Guys, so like WWE doesn't want working relationships. They just want yeah. stuff. They just want what you have. They want to yeah. take it over. You know who's not happy about that is all Japan fans, quite frankly. Well, you know, look they they brought over all they brought over Charlie Dempsey, who's Regal's kid, and this mm-hmm. very much looks like like Regal just trying to send his son over to Japan to get some more reps, right, and get him which in is, there with a guy like Nakajima, right, and Nakajima beat the fuck out of him, beat the fuck out of him because that's what Nakajima yeah. does. Um, yeah. First of all, Nakajima is running the greatest gimmick in the world right now with all Japan. Best. He's 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 like Antonio Noki reincarnated is his gimmick right now. He's doing yeah. all kinds of strong style stuff. He's got a lion on his jacket. Like he's the greatest troll in the world. And yeah. like he's... the president of all Japan's like, why are our fans hating us? Like he couldn't yeah. figure out why because they want <laughs> no one in Japan wants anything any pro wrestling. This is what WWE fans struggle to understand is that not everybody loves you, right? Like in Japan, there's a very functional scene that's existed independently of American pro wrestling for set for 70 years now. And they don't want you over there. And very quickly, they had to make sure that everyone knew they didn't have a WWE relationship by going and booking Takeshita. Yeah. So like, look, <laughs> yeah. we're bringing in him. We don't, we're not in bed with them. Although yeah. I'm sure they would have liked to have been until they realized that they're actually on the upswing and all Japan is, is they're kind of hot. Yeah, they're they're doing great. Uh, Kento Miyahara and uh, Nakajima. That match was fantastic. Um, and then I heard I heard um, <clears throat> some people said that the Charlie Dempsey match wasn't that good, but I, I I don't know. I heard from my cousin Joe, and he was like that that match was awesome. So I'll be honest, I have not seen Charlie Dempsey wrestle, but I you know I what I think it. it's a good idea for you know NXT. It's super smart to send people to Japan for for a little bit. You know what I mean? I think that's a good idea. And if they had something, if they were trustworthy actors, right, and they could send somebody to Japan for six months and then all Japan could send somebody other, over there for six months, I think that works for both sides. But you just can't trust WWE to do that because every time they they create a partnership with one of these smaller promotions, they swallow them and let them wallow and die. That's like that's what happens. So um, but it, it just progress. very yeah, progress and uh, evolve, right? Evolve. Mm-hmm. They they evolved into nothing, right? This more like evolve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like... it's just, they got they got a bad history of just of you know um pestilence, basically. Like every time they go <laughs> yeah. somewhere else, stop. They kill everything. It's like when it's like when the Carthaginians invaded Rome and they went and salted the, they salted the ground of Carthage so nothing would ever grow again. Like that's just what yeah. WWE does. It just it's like. It's fine. Like I think it's great. I've been I've been long advocating Tony Concio. They should send lots of their talent over Japan just to get better. Megan Bain is currently in the middle of a stardom excursion. If what I'm told, yeah. good. And I'll be honest, I watched I never watched Mariah Mariah May wrestle before, despite our good buddy Scott, the wrestling telling me I should. She's good. She strikes hard. She she <laughs> got some wallop in her pops. I like it. Everyone should go yeah. to Japan to get better. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. All right. We we got off we got off a little bit. All right. So we do. Um, yeah, the rock. Um, so the rock returned to, uh, to raw this week. Um, he beat up on a gender Mahal. It was a great segment. Um, gender came out doing the old like anti-American gimmick. And then the rock came out to defend our country from an evil Canadian, which I happen to love. You know, those Canadians, you can't trust them. They're always coming over to America. Yeah. You have to build a wall, (laughs) build a wall around the fucking Idaho and Wisconsin and all the other tier states. But I'd be perfectly happy with being a wall around Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, yeah, he, uh, he, he showed up, he beat up on gender and then he, uh, he teased a potential matchup with Roman Reigns. Um, you know, Oh, you know, I was going to talk about this. So our buddy Diego and guys, I'm going to get to you guys in the chat. Thank you guys, everybody for being in the chat. I'm going to get to some of your comments, but Diego said, people think they will do it in Australia. Okay. JD, where did you first hear? Like, I was like one of those guys early on. Right. But here's yeah. why this, this was, and so people like to, to use the word cope, 
right? And I don't think they actually know what that means. It's kind of like that scene from The Princess Bride. Like, you're using that word, but I don't think you know what it actually means, right? So um, not everybody was coping when they said Australia. The reason why I said Australia originally was because there was a report like two weeks ago that the government in Perth were trying to get WWE to book The Rock for Elimination Chamber. I was like, okay. And, and then it... And I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe The Rock, just based on his schedule with not only the UFL, but maybe his filming schedule, maybe April is out for him, right? Maybe maybe February in Australia would be a better time. And he, you know, it's like, should I get off the pot time? He might not be able to do WrestleMania. So maybe Australia is what would actually work for him. So there, that's, that's why I thought that maybe Australia would be a possibility. Is WrestleMania the better play? Of course. But if you can't get him for WrestleMania and you can get him for a stadium show in Australia and it's a sold show and the government's paying for it, why not try it? So this could happen. We don't know yet, right? This angle just started. We don't know where it's going. It very well could be on the Perth show. It's not. You and I both know what's going to (laughs) happen. No. Adrenaline in my soul. Cody Rhodes won't (laughs) make it at the show. I wish I could make that work better, but I couldn't. I'm not that talented. No, it's, um, dude, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. You know what's really funny to me? Punk goes in. Cody Rhodes trying to finish the story. There's like options you could do. And then The Rock comes back and goes, goes, oh yeah, wait, you're The Rock. You're more important than everybody else. And quite frankly, WD's been building this story, legitimately been building this story for like three years. Right. So you have have to do it now. So so Cody was only finishing the story because they just haven't been able to get The Rock. Right. And they extended it out one more year, hoping they could get the rock. That doesn't mean that Cody is less than Cody is Cody. He's a very, big Oh no, it absolutely he's one, does he, mean he's less, than. he's less, than, he's less than the rock, but the it doesn't rock. mean he's not still a big star and that he's not still important to the company. He is, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean that it, he wasn't right to jump from AEW. I happen to think that he's better in WWE. Like mm-hmm. he, he fits better there and he is making a ton of money. He's headlining all these big shows. I don't absolutely. see it, it being, being an issue here but i know that people like to jump on cody and kind of make fun of him hey, i'm very happy for hacksaw <laughs> cody Rhodes. yeah <laughs> oh that's fantastic but um <laughs> but yeah no um wh- wh- you know i i really don't think they should do the rock versus roman reigns at wrestlemania this year i, re- I really don't and uh, i'll tell you why i just don't think you want to give that that match away in philadelphia because philadelphia is kind of a shit town <laughs> some shitty sports teams. Um, they got the probably one of the worst football teams out there. You know, the Phillies suck. The Philadelphia Flyers suck. Um, Temple University sucks. You know, like they all suck. So I don't think you want to do Philly either. <laughs> I can't even follow that up. No, um, I, just, I, <laughs> I that, that was just me just shit talking God Illa because I know he's gonna bl- listen to this tomorrow. And, uh, go ballistic <laughs> tomorrow morning when he's at the gym <laughs> listening to this. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, realistically speaking, The Rock versus Roman Reigns is literally the biggest pro wrestling match that can be offered right now. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yep. It is. And Cody and, and Punk are just going to have to, you know, hopefully hopefully, it'll work out next year. Hopefully Punk doesn't, you know, break something or tear something and need another surgery. Or, which uh, we're or, ticking down or on that, to, by the way. Or try to assault Triple H. So. Try to, yeah. There's a ticking <laughs> clock out until that whole thing goes south. <laughs> let me tell you, yeah, that's gonna um, be. Well, you'll know you'll know something's wrong when Nick Hausman starts tweeting an awful lot about how bad oh. things are in WWE because it's not like that guy has a thought independently going through his head. Nick Hausman is a stupid, dumb, fucking idiot. Um, what what did what did uh, what did Punk say at the presser? You empty-headed dumb fuck. That like the what he called Hangman Page. That's Nick Houseman. Uh, so yeah. I had him later in the show, but we're going to talk about this let's Nick Houseman Jericho thing. When with the accusations, let's be real gentle on that because you know what I mean. We don't want to venture into that territory because Jericho has not even been accused of anything. Nope. Like he, there's been there's been no allegations, and that's nope. been my whole problem with the story. Because Nick Houseman goes on his podcast and he's kind of alluding to possible um, improper behavior from Chris Jericho. Um, dude, and and, dude, and, then, and then him, Mike, don't sugarcoat yeah. this. He yeah. compared oh, no, I'm, him I'm to Harvey to Weinstein for yes. God's sakes. Yes. So he 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 says that Jericho's this bad guy, and then 
And then in the next sentence or whatever, like seconds later, and then he starts talking about Harvey Weinstein. And here, here's my rule. And I'm going to throw Harvey Weinstein into this rule, right? If you're talking about somebody and you compare them to Hitler, like they better actually be Hitler because if they're Hitler, then we all need to sign up for the draft and we got to go to war and take that bastard out. Right. Right. Like that's what we have to do. And if somebody you're comparing somebody to Harvey Weinstein, one of the, the most egregious sexual predators of all time, then we got to get that guy in prison and hope he dies in a fire. Right. So when you do that, that's what people start to think of. So what he did was um, it was irresponsible. It was disgusting. It was clickbait bullshit. If he has a story, he needs to run with it. And if he has a story where he's got people like, uh, you know, it could be off the record, whatever, you know, anonymous, whatever. But if he's got like detailed information about incidents with Chris Jericho, he needs to run with that story and report it and people will back him up and they will come after Jericho and Jericho would deserve it if it was true. Right. But he's just alluding to stuff. And then he's just using it to plug his podcast, which I, I think that he should get a vote for the most disgusting promotional tactic in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. I'm going to write him in. For what he's doing here, because this is bullshit, uh, honestly. And then, and then he's coming out against WrestleTalk, saying WrestleTalk's defaming him because they accuse him of backtracking, um, which that's not that most egregious thing in the world. So now he he was threatening to sue them for defamation or whatever, and trying to get their contact information. So now this guy's trying to go after people defaming him, which is pretty fucking rich considering what he did to Chris Jericho over the weekend. Now, if Chris Jericho's guilty of some shit, let's get him out of here. But as of right now, he hasn't even been accused of anything. There's no information. It's all bullshit at this point, and and he needs to shut a stupid fucking big dumb idiot trap. Dude, Ronan Farrow worked for years to uncover this Harvey Weinstein thing. Years, the man put sort the man worked and put sourced work together and changed the face of Hollywood, right? And yeah. it took effort and it took balls. So like to put yourself on that kind of a level, like what Ronan Farrow did is disgusting. And then you don't even have the ball. If you got, and again, this only happened. This whole thing only happened because Chris Jericho and Stephen P knew were arguing <laughs> on Twitter. Like this is yeah. like the most fucking B list, boring bullshit ooh, alliteration that you've ever seen in your life. Like it just, and then it's like, okay, dude, you had this information, but you're going to sit on it and do nothing with it. Un until your buddy punk goes hey man go after jericho talk about that blah 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 because again because you have no freaking stones of your own if you got something do something about it if you have some news be a freaking journalist and do something i hate the wrestling news media and i wouldn't take a job at fightful if they asked me quite frankly yeah you know i once i once asked them for a job um but i'm at the point now where even if they offered one i wouldn't accept it so um yeah um, but you know, and I really think that if the wrestling media had, had the balls, they would kind of, you know, band around and get, get rid of this guy. Right. Cause he's making them all look bad yeah. at this point. Cause th th yeah. dude, this is like, it's one of the more egregiously like bullshit things that's ever happened. You know, I, he's now like ringside news, right? Like he's like, this is Steve carrier ringside news. The entire wrestling media have gotten together and they don't want anything to do with that Steve carrier guy. Nick Houseman is getting into that. He's in that territory now. And and I think that they all need to say some shit and speak out about what he tried to do. Like, that's the thing is it's much easier to be clickbaity and, you know, be all innuendo than like be Dave. Right. Yeah. It's hard to be Dave. Dave, it's it's work and effort to be Dave. And I don't respect anybody that's ever hosted a podcast with Eric Bischoff. It's just very simple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and honestly, yeah, yeah, him and John Alba both. Um and uh, Conrad Thompson. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck, <laughs> fuck them all. Em. Yeah, cuz clearly they they're like truth isn't really all that important to them, right? They like nope. these guys just want to be famous. Yep. Right? Wh which is why he whenever people were connecting the dots between Chris Jericho and Kylie Ray, he said nothing until he got onto his podcast like a few days later. Right, and he just let that stuff out there and fester, and then he's like, throw his hands up in there. I never said her name. Yeah, but er but everybody was connecting it to you, and you didn't say anything. So what you what he then did was everybody should really listen to my podcast. Here's my podcast information, and he starts using it to plug his show. It's like you don't care about victims. You don't care about any of this stuff. You're trying to win a Twitter beef with Chris Jericho because punk. Because you're trying to appease CM Punk, right? A guy who start who your relationship started out with when he tried to embarrass you in front of millions of people. Let us not forget that one. Like this, yeah. there's very few people that I respect less. And I'm very if we ever get to the point where we're that 
gross and clickbaity. Like it's just it's time to throw up the the hands because like being famous yeah. is stupid. Especially wrestling famous, being wrestling famous is stupid. Right. Yeah. And you have you just you threw away all your credibility. And basically, basically, because you're irresponsible, you drag poor Kylie Ray into all this stuff who really just wants to be left alone. Right. She's yeah. kind of made that about like she's been cool. And, you know, it's she's someone that struggles with mental health issues to begin with. And you let this happen. So, again, like you said, you win a Twitter beef with Chris Jericho to entertain Stephen P. New. Like, this is stupid. Like, this whole thing is just yeah. stupid and embarrassing. Yeah, let me give a shout out to some of the folks in the chat. Um, I IO Productions. Uh, what's up, IO? Thanks for being here, my brother. Um, we already talked to King of the North a couple of times. Um, Norbert, Norbert Kubek, the ace of NXT, Charlie Dempsey. Uh, Gerard Gerard Ryan in the house. Uh, TNA big new distribution deal coming any day now, buddy. Uh, it's gonna happen one day. You just keep checking. It. <laughs> you just keep checking it. Um, keep Amazon. Greg Blanton, Amazon jumping into the wrestling business heavily. I dude, Amazon, raw to Amazon. I don't think is I really like I don't think that's saying. a stretch to think that. I've been, yeah. I've been saying it for months. Yeah. Um, but uh, thanks for everybody for being in the chat. I'm gonna do a quick plug and then I'm gonna get to the rest of our topics. Head over to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show. Uh, we've got tons of content coming out. And uh, after this show, after we get done recording this podcast, uh, JD and I are going to do an overtime show where we're going to do kind of a little bit of a tribute to, to killer con. And we're actually going to watch the, um, his 1987 feud with Hulk Hogan. we got like a 30 some odd minute clip on YouTube that we're actually going to watch. So, um, <clears throat> so everybody stay tuned for that. That's going to drop on our Patreon. I'm going to drop the full video. So you're going to watch the matches right along with us, but if you're an audio guy, audio will be up there too. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, so, uh, please, uh, uh, check that out. And thank you for being here, everybody. So, um, real quick before we do, uh, our, our killer con stuff, let's just do, you know, rest in peace, killer con, man. He was a, he was a pretty cool character. Um, um, I know, I know like Rich especially is kind of annoyed that everybody only connects him to WWE, but he was, you know, he was big all over every territory in Japan. And, um, and I first um, saw him in world-class cause I had this old like tape legends of world-class and his match with uh, Terry Gordy was on it. And I was like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. So um, I've seen that match a bunch of times. So yeah, but killer con man, uh, rest in peace. Inspiration for the great Ocon. Yeah, because Okan yeah, basically supposed- lifted his gimmick from Killer Khan, so nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Killer Khan hasn't wrestled in what twenty five years or thirty years, something like that. So. 30, 30 some years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, uh, quick, real quick, Kevin Dunn retires. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Is he all elite? I was doing that's my Kevin Dunn impression. Yeah, Sorry. this that's a bad bad radio. Uh yeah, he was uh shaking his oh, yeah. camera, guys. I was shaking my camera. Sorry. It's for the YouTube folks. Uh is yeah. he all elite? Probably not, because he already got his uh disciple and Mike Mansory there, who does less yeah. camera cuts. I think he's done. No, I think I think I think that Kevin Dunn uh rides quietly into the sunset. Yeah, I think he's got fuck you money. Um yeah. dude, I wish I could say who made the joke, but a friend of ours made the joke. About man, how long before Mike Mansuri uh, <laughs> in AEW starts to starts to uh, gripe and try to get out of his deal there to go to WWE? Because uh, you know, at some point they're probably going to uh, reach out to him. I it wasn't one of the reasons why Mansuri left in the first place is because he knew that he couldn't replace Kevin Dunn. Kind of. Am I making that the, up? I thought I'd heard that, but at the same time, one they are training people in NXT. Two, um, the the thing that people aren't talking enough about in TKO is how they get rid of the redundancies and. Yeah the day is coming quicker and quicker where WWE and USC just have the same production team. Yeah. yeah. Cause why hire more people? You know, that's just, that's just the way these things go. They overwork people until they can't work anymore. So yeah. no, I don't, um, if I'm Mike Mansory, do I want to go back to WWE? Maybe, maybe not. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah. It, it just depends on what his you know life goals are, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, all right, guys. There's a bunch of people in the chat here that want to talk free agents. Um, that was the big uh, hook for this show. We got free agency frenzy, uh, is what I'm going to call it. In baseball, we call it the hot stove. Um, you know, like in the NFL, we got the first day of free agency. I wish that all contracts came due at the same time, and then like Dave Meltzer and Sean Rossap and Mike Johnson and everybody would have to just like like Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and all these guys and Ken Rosenthal in baseball and Wojnowski in basketball. Like they're just like working the phones 24-7, figuring out which player is going to go to which team and all this and that. So uh free agency frenzy. Um 
lots of lots of people have just gotten out of their deals. You know, WWE 90-day clauses are up as of a couple weeks ago. A lot of New Japan contracts are expiring. Uh, AEW contracts are expiring. And um, Mercedes Monet been a free agent for a while, man. And we thought, like, I think we did, like, last time we were here, we were all in on her going to WWE. And then Joe and Rich thought maybe she'd be going to TNA. But it looks like she's very much back in play with AEW and that she's very likely to be uh, debuting there imminently. Where I, I, God, I think we had this conversation a year ago. Like, we I'll did. believe it when I see I believe it when I see it. Um, the sources that I trust say it's probably going to happen. I, I would assume it's probably going to happen, but I don't think you can count it until it does, especially with her, right? Because yeah. um, she could be a bit prickly when it comes to the contract negotiation stuff. So I don't know. I think it'd be. A, I think it's. A, it could be a game changer for WWE, like or for AW. Excuse me. Um, can a can a major woman be a major draw? Because yeah. I don't think she was with New Japan. But New Japan's also no. hard to watch, right? Yeah. It's not like it's not like watching. T- it's yeah. There's the Access show, but you know, Access is Access. Like, right. do a bunch of Sasha stands come with her if she goes to AEW? My instinct is no, but I I'd like to be proven wrong. Well, I think AEW would do a better job of promoting her. They just have more resources domestically to be able to promote her on a bigger platform. For sure. Um, their their production is so much better. New, like you said, New Japan's hard to watch. Yeah, New, New Japan's like hard to watch because New Japan's strong. Like domestically, their pay-per-views are always usually pretty produced pretty poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always look pretty bad. So uh, I think their latest one was... Um, was uh, actually was probably looking their best but for the most part those those domestic pay-per-views did not look very good and she didn't do too many matches for new japan proper and i think she only did a couple matches for stardom and and stardom every stardom match is a pay-per-view right like all their events are pretty much pay-per-views i know they have a lot of pay-per-views i don't know if they're all of, i don't think all of them yeah. because they do a lot they tour a lot like they run a lot of yeah. shows but i don't i am not a joshi expert by any stretch of imagination so i don't even want to pretend right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that if a, I think AEW kind of needs to land her because like the last wave of guys has has gone so in WWE's favor that I think they kind of need a big win right now. So if I'm Tony, I kind of, I think you kind of have to open up the checkbook. Yeah, yeah, and I don't care if it's for five mil. I, I think I think you know you're you're gonna overpay for her, but I think this would let everybody know that he really is serious about making his women's division, um, like a serious co-equals with their men's division right like isn't in tna you know it's not so much that tna had like the greatest wrestlers in their knockouts division but they were presented as co-equals with the men right Mm -hmm. and like there weren't as many women's matches but very often the women would be main eventing those shows even probably to the detriment of pay-per-view buys but they did it just because they wanted to present it as being co-equals. I think mm-hmm. AEW still has not done that. They've headlined a couple of episodes of like Dynamite and Rampage with the women, but a, a pay-per-view, a major event, they have not done that yet. And I think Nor with Mercedes Monet, you might be able to get there, especially if they're going to monthly pay-per-views. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think there's been a women's story that could have main evented a pay-per-view in AEW, realistically yeah. speaking. Like, there's yeah, not one there you know, that exists. There was a good one with a Britt Baker for for a little while, and I think they just headlined a, a dynamite with it. I just can't remember who her opponent was. Baker it was Baker and Rosa. It was Baker and Thunder Rosa. It was that awesome. Yeah. It was an awesome match. Yeah, but it was a dynamite. And at the time, they were only only running four pay per views a year. So, I yeah, I want to say that was in like March or something. So the timing wasn't right up. But yeah, I mean, at this, I don't think there's been a women's story that's been hot enough. Now you get Mercedes in there, eh, maybe you can. Yeah, you got, they no, they got Mercedes, they got Mariah May, who I, I think is going to work out pretty well for them. And they just they just debuted uh, Diana Prazo off of a uh, off of uh, Impact Television, and uh, people keep telling me that nobody watches Impact, but boy oh boy, when Diana showed up there, heard a lot of cheers, heard a lot of cheers. Yeah. I also heard a lot of people go, Diana sounded very nervous, and I'm like, no, Diana sounded like Diana. Like yeah. if you watch as, as a couple impact guys, I could tell you, like, yeah. I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, no, that's, that's just Diana's voice. That's how she sounds. Yeah. She's yeah. That, that's just, yes, yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just how she sounds. Um, I wouldn't mm-hmm. really read too much into it. I, I kept thinking that like the voice would change over time and Tina, it just never did. Like it oh, just, that's, that's just how she sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's okay. As far as in the ring, like she's, she's up at the top right there with everybody. Um, yeah. people keep comparing her to Serena D, but guys, I'm going to tell you the reason why you keep comparing her to Serena D, she's also Rip Rogers trained. Um, I think Serena probably helped train Deanna. Um, but mm-hmm. I, you know, Deanna's about 10 years younger. So, um, you know, Deanna's 
She's better. Let's be real. We don't have to sugarcoat it. Deanna's okay. Better. I so dude, I told I told Jeff Hawkins that she was better than Serena Deep, and I don't think he's talking to me right now. <laughs> it's like it was like the time I told him that uh, Joe Burrow was a system quarterback. He kind of threw his hands up at me. <laughs> um, Deanna, is there anyone more overrated than Serena Deeb? I Woman think Serena Deeb, two years. Yeah, I think Serena Deeb is a very good technical wrestler. I, I don't agree. find her to be interesting. I just don't. No, I agree. I think mm-hmm. I think Deanna is interesting. Um, I agree. She isn't the the only thing that holds her back. Uh, the promos aren't even bad, but it's her voice is kind of what holds her back a little bit. But when she the way TNA presented her as like a major star, like you believed mm-hmm. it when she walked in. I think the virtuosa character and the gimmick is awesome. I, I, I like agree. everything about her presentation. And I, 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 if you're asking me who I'd rather have, I'd much rather have Deanna than Serena Deeb. A hundred percent. Because again, like I said, she's a decade younger. Right, you're gonna get yeah. more out of. Her. I think she's better on the microphone. I grant she has she has this kind of kind of squeaky. I don't, maybe you could say whiny. I don't know. Like it's just it's just her voice. It's just her inflections. Like I would honestly, honestly, she might be the best one there right now. You 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 can make you can make that argument. Yeah, you can, you can make that argument. I think some of the uh, the Joshi fans might uh, try to assassinate you for saying that because they they do have some Joshi. They would there, try but... to do that anyway. They're <laughs> yeah. like, Tina's great, but she's barely on the show, right? Yeah. Riho's barely on the show. Like Riho shows up, does a match, and then you don't see her again for like six months. For, for so. if you're lucky, six months. Yeah. Like Riho's on like the Andre the Giant schedule. She's torn the territories, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, King of the North says um, that Athena is lurking. Yeah, Athena's Athena. Good. Yeah. yeah, when she gets called up from Ring of Honor, when she gets called <laughs> up from uh, you know from uh, NXT, she's gonna be she's gonna be doing doing pretty good. Um, and then um, he also says uh, Megan Bain, Camille versus Chris Statler and Willow Nightingale. So you know, let's go and talk about yeah, but let's talk about Camille. Um, it's she's on WWE's radar. I had her pegged for TNA, uh, honestly, because you know, she's coming off of NWA. Nobody really, you know, nobody really knows her yet. She's got this great look. She's, you know, super like got this presence about her, but I was like, you know, maybe she needs some time in, in TNA before she heads over to AEW or WWE, but it looks like WWE is kind of interested. So, um, that's probably she, where she's heading. I mean, she's good. She's got a great look. Like she's pretty jacked. And uh, I don't know, but they, they did all right with Eli Drake, who also came off of NWA programming right to WWE. And that worked out yeah. just fine. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that is true. Uh, maybe they can take Bram, too. That would be cool. <laughs> we can maybe. Because the... I think John, John Gerberg is back in WWE, isn't he? So, like, I think he's. Oh, like, is he really? There. I think he went I back. I'm not. Yeah, I think he went back. So maybe. Maybe uh, maybe they do. They redo the photo there with uh, Bram and John Gerberg that I love so much. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. Um, uh, Trinity leaving TNA set to return to WWE. Uh, this one, uh, this one hurt my feelings a little bit because look, I'm not a fan of her in ring, in ring work, but I just thought that she was good for TNA. I thought like, you know, like her presence or, or, or everything, the whole game, everything about her. And then like the bell rings and you're getting like three stars, you know, sometimes less. So, so that sucks. Right. But I, I thought she was just like a good person to have in TNA. Uh, she always came across as like the biggest star on the show. Um, but it looks like she was just kind of using TNA to be a stepping stone to get back to where she always wanted to be, which was WWE. Uh, and now that Papa H is back in charge, she and her husband's a big star there clearly. So uh, it looks like she's heading back over there, man. Which Uso is she married to? Is she married to Yeet Uso or Drunk Uso? I'm not sure which one it is. Is Yeet Uso not drunk Uso? I don't I don't I, know which one was getting in trouble. I, I really I don't think, know. I think the Uso with the long hair, with the full long hair, was the one who kept getting the DUIs. Right? Uh dude, I honestly I don't I don't know. And I and I think that's to their that's to their advantage because like you don't know which one to be mad at. That's a great call, actually. When you have a twin, you can get away <laughs> with stuff. Yeah. Okay, here comes our fact checker. Oh, not he, the King of the North oh, said both, both of them. No. US. No, but John. One Mews of them has more. A, John Mews Jimmy. Is a Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. So yeah, okay, yeah. Um, Jimmy's one with the. Which one is? Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, she's married to, to DUI Uso. Yeah, has Trinity so, lost King, the match in the company. I don't think she no. has. No, no, no. She, 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 no, she hasn't. She's only, she's only been there like six months. So, and and you know what? I, I don't care. That 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 part doesn't bother me. She's gonna lose the title to Jordan Grace. She's gonna finish up her dates. I hate the way they that TNA treated Dion on her way out. They knew six months ahead of time Deanna wasn't coming back, and they beat her for six months straight. And it got to the point where beating Deanna doesn't really mean anything. So now if Jordan Grace beats Trinity at hard to kill, which she's very likely to do that, 
then it actually means something because you beat somebody, right? You didn't just beat somebody that's been on a losing streak for six months. So I, that, that doesn't bother me. And she hasn't had that many matches either. I, you know, she beat, she beat Deanna a couple times. She beat Alicia. She beat Mickey James, you know, no, no big deal. Do you, I still, did we still have from Joe? Sorry, Joe. That's, it's a good one. You know? Yeah. But, um, uh, we got, dude, there's more free agent news. Death dude, Nick. Yeah. Nick Nemeth. Um, Nick Nemeth debuts in New J- Dude, JD, you're wrong. I know. Tell- I know. Did you watch Wrestle Kingdom? Like, I, I, I dude. didn't see the whole show. I watched what Nick Nemeth did, and I have to be honest yeah. with you, is the most is the best he's looked in years. Uh, dude, he turned me around. I, I did a complete 180, and I and yeah. I know that you know people roll their eyes at me because I, you know, I'm very temperamental and I can do 180s pretty pretty easily. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I thought he looked like a million bucks sitting out there at ringside. I love the fight with David Finley, and I love the presser. I love this promo afterwards talking about the importance. Uh, he made it seem like this new global title title that means absolute shit. He made it seem like it was the most important thing in the entire world to him. I was like, damn it. He sold me, man. Like, hell yeah. Look, look at him. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm curious to see what he's going to do there in new Japan. It was a good debut. Let's see what it goes from here. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he's always been a you know pretty good worker. Right. And he yeah. could always cut a decent promo. It just seemed like he was apathetic at his last bunch of years in WWE. Like it very yeah, came across like he was just collecting a paycheck. Right. Like just kind of going through the motions and didn't really have anything to sink his teeth into. So maybe now that he's motivated, and it, it, that's gonna be the big question: Is he motivated to use these places to get himself back into WWE so he can do one last little run and then work main event for ten more years, or is he just motivated to prove all the doubters wrong? And I, I'm curious to see exactly how that works out for him. I want to see what he actually happens when he's in the ring in New Japan because yeah. the works would they. The work style is is different than WWE. You've got to put on a little bit extra. People had the same knock on Moxley when he jumped, right? When Moxley yeah. first, when they announced Moxley was going to the G1, people were like, I don't know if this guy can do a G1. And then it turned out, oh, he's actually really great at wrestling. So <laughs> yeah. let's see what Nick Nemeth still has in the tank. Because, again, listen, I don't love the guy, but cannot deny what I saw with my eyes. Yeah. Um yeah, Diego Diego agrees. He said, I thought he was going to follow the path of the WWE releases from the mid-2010s. Yeah, that's what right. I thought, too. Yeah. But when he showed up in New Japan, I was like, okay, this guy's taking himself seriously. Um, he's the TNA surprise, isn't he? This is from King of the North. I, 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 th- I, think, I think that he will be. Um, I, I, I don't think that him going to New Japan is going to preclude him from going to TNA. I no. think he'll probably, he'll probably end up working both. Um, they, have and working, I, they have a working relationship. No problem at all. Yeah. Yeah, and as far as I can tell, there have been no reports saying that uh, Nemeth has signed an exclusive contract. He could just be there to work a program, right? Maybe a program or two. Maybe he, then they can extend him, book him for days for G1 or something, let him do a G1. A lot of these guys that, that think they're super workers, they want to go and prove themselves in Japan, right? Especially guys that were in WWE for a long time um, mm-hmm. that take themselves seriously. It seems like it seems like we, we don't have enough proof. We haven't seen him in the ring yet. The Dolph might be one of those guys. A guy that doesn't take himself seriously and does not care about wrestling, Rick Boogs. He just retired. <laughs> so he, he can't be in WWE. He doesn't want to wrestle anymore, which I, you know what? I agree with you, buddy. Just stay retired. It's fine. Like, did anybody have Rick Boogs is going to be some of the, that was going to be a guy? No. It's fine. No. Yeah. Thanks for not, uh, thanks for not wasting our time. That I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, I, dude, I, I respect it. Honestly, I'm glad mm-hmm. he's just came out like, look, if I can't be at the top, I, I don't want to be here. So he's going to go, you know, run a gym and sell smoothies and steroids. <laughs> Great name for a gym. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had a joke, yeah. but yours was better. So I'm going to let you win that one. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, uh, Alexander Hammerstone, uh, MLW, he uh, became a free agent on January 1st. <laughs> Speaking of smoothies and steroids, <laughs> speaking of smoothies, and now he's uh, booked against Josh Alexander for a hard to kill man, and I, and I love that match. Uh, and I like I, I like Hammerstone and TNA. I think it's great. Baseball fans, are you excited for the upcoming season? I know I am. It is time to gear up and show your team spirit with MLB Shop, the official online store of Major League Baseball. Find the latest jerseys, hats, apparel, and collectibles for all thirty MLB teams at MLB Shop. Represent your favorite players, your hometown team, or relive classic moments with exclusive throwback gear. Gear up for the season at MLB 
shop. Whether you're cheering from the stands or watching at home, show your love for the game with official MLB merchandise. Make sure you use our exclusive link, voicesofwrestling.com slash MLB shop to help support the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Again, that's voicesofwrestling.com slash MLB shop. You'll pay the exact same price, the exact same items. Everything is exactly the same about your shopping experience, but a small percentage of every sale comes back to us. So again, it's voicesofwrestling.com slash MLB shop, the official online store of Major League Baseball. I'm curious to see what they do with him. I like Hammerstone better as a heel than a face. I think he's uh, I think he just makes for a better heel. I think it, it suits his it suits his talents and suits his persona better. Um, and Josh is so goddamn likable. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I hope they sign Hammerstone because I think yeah. it could be a really good marriage. Like I think they need a guy and Hammerstone needs a home. And I think that's mm-hmm. I think this could work really well. Yeah, when when he when it was coming up that him and Camille were both like um, they're becoming free agents at the beginning of the year, they were like my top two choices for TNA to sign. Obviously, aside from like you know Punk and Osprey and all, like all those people that we knew that they never really could sign, but I was like, look at TNA's level, and I think that people are kind of coming back down to earth a little bit, right? Scott Demore got everybody a little bit too excited, and he he even back backpedaled a little bit so much so that uh, our friend BQ. He did a he did a whole podcast about it, and his thumbnail said Scott the backpedaler. <laughs> so I got got to give a shout out to BQ. My the, like, I was like, look, I, no matter how long I stay in podcasting, I'm never going to beat that thumbnail. So I hate you, BQ. But that was that was that was uh, that was great. So now we're we're kind of getting back to reality a little bit. And I was like, Hammerstone is like perfect for the level that TNA is at. I love the I love he, coming in. He's pretty good too, though. Yeah, right. And he's yeah. got a little bit of a throwback, but he's not like. He's not quite Brian Cage. Like, he's not that because Brian Cage does cool shit. Like, Hammerstone's yeah. good, but he's not that, right? I think, yeah. I think he could be really good in this company. Like, I'm really yeah. excited. I'm more excited to watch him and, and Josh and anything else that they announced in Hard to Kill before this, to be honest with you. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, in. I'm, I'm yeah, excited. Yep. No, I, I agree. I agree with you there. Um, Andrade set to return to WWE uh, imminently. I almost said imminently. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he worked the C2 and uh, got out of his deal somehow. It expired, I guess, on uh, right after World's End. He had dropped uh, he dropped a fall to Miro there, and uh, they finished up that storyline. And looks like he's going to be heading back to WWE here really soon. My internet went kaputski on me for a second, so I have no idea what you just oh, said. Sorry, Mike. I, I'm introing you. So speak on Andrade going back to WWE. He is a malcontent. He hated being there. He tried to fight everyone in his sights. He was miserable. He cannot be happy anywhere. Now he's Hunter's problem again. He can be with his wife, do mid-card stuff for the LWO, and whatever. You know, he looked good on his way out, though, so. Yeah. Yeah, I I've, I thought he was very impressive in the C2 And if that's the guy that WWE gets, great for WWE. Um, but... We don't know how long that would last. This guy has always been a problem everywhere he's gone. Um, no, he was yeah. miserable in WWE when he he was miserable in WWE when he was there. He was wanting to get out of his deal. He, he got out miserable. of his deal, went to AEW. He, he was miserable in AEW. Yeah. He was miserable in CMLL. He was miserable in New Japan. At some point, maybe it's you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, King Lewis says, "Can he can he take Miro with him? That would be great. Uh, I would I would love that. And so would Miro. Miro would love nothing more than to go back to Papa H." I think that's exactly where he wants to be. Um, so also uh, becoming a free agent, speaking of New Japan, uh, eighth grade Adam Page becoming a free agent, Clark Connors. <laughs> that surprises me, actually. And I don't know. I guess NXT can pick him up or something like that. I mean, I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a huge Clark Connors guy. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, it'd be fine, I guess. Yeah, I I've never been a fan of his. Like he's a good little wrestler, but I just I don't know. He he reminds me of a uh, Jeremy Allen White. Like he just likes like this little guy with muscles trying to play a big guy. <laughs> it's like I uh, I don't know. I've just never been into Clark Connors. Nah, no, he's fine. He's whatever. Yeah, um, Elias. He's now Elijah, and uh, he is. Uh, I guess he's going to be uh, trying to get signed by somebody here pretty soon. But he's not. He is not retiring. He is a guy that I felt like he would just be, you know, performing at shitty dive bars, doing guitar, 
you know, guitar stuff and singing songs, but it looks like he's going to keep wrestling. He did a whole vignette, which looked like it was filmed by the TNA production staff, to be honest with you. Like I, I thought that that was just something that they produced. So I get the feeling that's probably where he's going, but who knows? But uh, Elijah is no longer Elias. Now he can really take that honky tonk man, rip off to the next level and just do this for the next 50 years. So I could care yeah. less. I just does for the rest of his career. Yeah. Okay. And lastly, this is no longer free agent, free agency friendly uh, frenzy. We're going to end it on a positive note um, or maybe a positive. note. I don't know how you feel about this, JD uh, Tanahashi, new president of new Japan. It's very common in the Japanese uh, business world where like a work guy will take over. Right. That's um, yeah. it's happened many times. Muto took over all Japan. Well, famously uh, Baba and Anoki took over, like started their own companies. Hashimoto started zero one. Like this is a crazy thing that's happened um it did seem like obari was not very popular anymore and i guess saying that he's willing to lose okada might have been the final straw so um let's see what happens let's see what let's see what kind of a businessman hiroshi tanahashi is yeah and and it very well could be more of a figurehead i don't think he's going to be out there counting beans and negotiating contracts he's probably got guys that do that stuff for him you know yeah but it's japan it's different like, yeah, it's not uncommon for a top wrestler to become office in Japan. It's yeah. happened numerous times. So, well, it's not, it's it, not well, that crazy because it's Japan. Yeah. And their partner promotion, Noah, I think Marafuji, he's like the top guy there too, right? I don't, I don't, I mean, that's a Justin question. I don't know if Marafuji's with the office or not. Okay. But I mean, I know he's, he's got something on. We should ask Justin that next time we talk to him, actually. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, uh, you know what? I think I think we covered it all. So thank you, everybody, for being here. Wow, we did it in an hour and four minutes. We went super rapid fast on the free agent ones, <laughs> which which is pretty cool. Hopefully, we did it in about 10 minutes. I'll clip it for YouTube. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so everybody head over to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show. Uh, tell your friends. Make sure you're a subscriber to the Voices of Wrestling um, Network here. Uh, give us a big thumbs up. Like us. Uh, subscribe to the Mike and JD show YouTube channel and give a big like and uh, comment on the videos and do all that good stuff we'll be back out with some more content this coming up weekend we're going to be watching uh, doing a watch along with some killer con stuff i'll be doing some more tna talk uh, this coming up weekend as well as more news to uh trickles out as we head into hard to kill next weekend go ahead mike and my answer to announce too mike is actually yes. going to guest host with us on superhero speak this sunday night yeah. we are going to review the iron claw so we're actually going to simulcast it on the superhero speak youtube channel and on the mike and jd show youtube channel so i'm very excited to have my two worlds collide i'm sure people think that now taking over our show but okay it's going to yeah. be a lot of fun <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. We'll talk Iron Claw, and then like randomly, I'm gonna bring up how awesome Blue Beetle was because I I just like I like hearing you guys talk about comic book movies. I'm like, hey, I watched one, guys. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know the, it was awesome. I'm curious how the rest of the show is gonna go. Quite frankly, uh, the, yeah. the 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 Iron Claw <laughs> talk will be fine. Everything else, not sure. What's well, gonna be interesting? Yeah, you guys. Yeah, if you guys start talking about like uh, ancillary characters from you know third rate comics, I'm like, I'm like, guys, you lost me, but. Um, but I, I can usually hang up with just about any talk when we're talking about movies. So, um, but Hey guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, I want you make sure that, uh, make sure that you're a subscriber, make sure you check out voices of wrestling. We've got all kinds of stuff dropping on the show. Um, and, uh, I wanted to give a, a, a plug Garrett kidney and his, uh, TNA podcast. Uh, he's got the TNA history pod. They, they've got some cool content out. Uh, they just dropped the uh, final resolution, 2006. I was listening to that today. So everybody go check it out. Check out the flagship, uh, do all that good stuff. Um, I really appreciate you guys for being here and until next time, mahalo. Uh, 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 uh. Competition starting to get thick is the click So I hope you watch your A-game Amen, no way From the track when we unite and spit This isn't A-game Better bring your A-game Competition starting to get thick is the click So I hope you watch your A-game Amen, no way From the track when we Hello, do you like New Japan Pro Wrestling? Are you a Shin Nihon freak? If so, check out the Super Jcast with Joel and Damon on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. And even if you fucking hate New Japan Pro Wrestling, listen to the Super Jcast anyway. Not just for our great show reviews, analysis, and pastrami sandwiches, mm-hmm. but there's also usually some dick jokes somewhere in the obligatory opening 30 minutes of absolute nonsense we chat about every single week. That's the Super Jcast for all all the best talk about
about New Japan Pro Wrestling, crisps, and pornography.